0: Hello and welcome to the first ever episode 29 of the Best Seats podcast, the only podcast bringing you interviews with some of the best and most talented folks from the Southern California hospitality industry and beyond each and every episode. I'm your host, Crawford McCarthy, founder of The Best Seats. Thank you as always to Allie Coyle for providing music for the show. You can find more of her work at com, or you can find her Slinging delicious wines at any of her family's three restaurants down here in Orange County, Fable and Spirit, Dublin Four, and Wine Works for everyone. As a reminder, if you enjoy the show, please be sure to leave a rating, review, whatever. It helps other folks discover it. And go to thebestseats.com for more content just like this. And as always, almost 30 episodes in. Remember that you can get early access to the episodes by going to patreon.com thebestseats and subscribing at the $2 a month or more tier. Um, really excited for episode 29. It's featuring Sarah King, who is a photographer based out of Los Angeles, specializing in food and beverage photography. Sarah's a friend. Um, I've known her for a number of years. I first met her when she was behind the bar down at Broadway by Omar Santana in Laguna Beach. Um, if you know me at all, obviously, I probably spend way too much time at that bar. Not that I can sit at it at the moment with indoor dining, at least at the time of this recording, still not allowed in California. Um, Sarah has since stepped away from Broadway, where I first met her, um, and has really blossomed into one hell of a photographer. She's, in my opinion, one of the best in Southern California, both Los Angeles, Orange County, San Diego, wherever. I think she's immensely, immensely talented. um, On top of just being a fantastic human, she has a really, really beautiful eye for photography. Now, one of the reasons that I wanted to have her on the show, aside from her experience behind the bar, is because... As we're dealing with the fallout from COVID-19, restaurants are closing left, right, and center. One of the things that's lost on a lot of people's minds is that it's not just the restaurants and those employees that are getting you know, the short end of the stick with all this. It's everybody who's associated with a restaurant. So someone like Sarah, who makes her bones off of photographing these places, putting together beautiful photography for these restaurants to showcase to potential customers, is somebody that's going to be affected by all this. Same as the farmers, same as the producers, same as the winemakers, same as the people that make the plates, the chairs, the lighting. I mean, even for God's sakes, you know, the Spotify account is going to take a hit when a restaurant closes. So I wanted to talk to somebody who was industry, but industry adjacent. So kind of much like myself in a sense of trying to be a writer and write about this and be a content creator about restaurants. She's someone who makes her living because restaurants exist. So I wanted to pick her brain and talk about what that's like for her, how this has all been like for her, but also what does it mean to be a food photographer? And then also for all you aspiring and you know Instagram stars out there, we've got some photography tips for you as well. So be sure to listen so you can make that next cocktail photo look extra pretty. But I really hope you enjoy. I'm super grateful to Sarah for taking the time. Um, This is a real fun episode. I had not been able to catch up with her for a while. So it was fun to bring this episode to you. And it was selfishly, it was very fun for me to catch up with her as well. So again, a little bit of a different topic compared to some of the past shows, but I really hope you get something out of it and enjoy. But I don't want to take up any more time. Let's get right to it. Episode 29 of the Best Seats Podcast featuring my friend, Sarah King.
1: Hello, this
0: is Sarah. Hey, Sarah's Crawford. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm really good. It's so good to chat. How are things?
1: Likewise. Oh, it's good. Good. It's nice to hear your voice. I I don't think that I've spoken to you since the Broadway days.
0: Yeah, it's definitely been a while. I've definitely been following online and and trying to keep in touch however I can, but it is really, really awesome to speak with you. Thank you so much for setting aside some time. I am uh, super, super excited to chat about this. Um, Obviously, the podcast is kind of focused on all aspects of the hospitality industry, but one Mm -hmm. obviously the biggest thing going on right now is with restaurants kind of the way that they are, there's a lot of aspects of the hospitality industry that aren't getting talked about. And it's kind of those other parties that are affected when the restaurant industry is. And that's one of your, basically your job is being affected right now too. So. I'm so thankful yeah. that you're able to kind of sit down and, and kind of dive right into, um, dive right into it. Uh, yeah, I'm Sarah, excited. For people that may not know you, just looking at the episode notes and may not be familiar with your work, would you mind introducing yourself, what you do, and then a little bit of your background?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, just to preface, um, I do feel like a lot of, a good chunk of my life has been spent in a restaurant in some uh, form or fashion. Um, but my name is Sarah. I am based in Los Angeles. I am a professional photographer focusing on mainly shooting food and beverage um, on location in restaurants is a lot of what I do. Um, But a lot of my background, again, comes from working in restaurants. Um, I started as a busser uh, working at a restaurant um, in Fountain Valley where I grew up in Southern California. Um, And I've been a server, a bartender, a manager. And then when I decided to take the leap to do uh, full-time photography, um, I decided to focus on food and beverage. So here I am.
0: So how have, I mean, let's ask the obvious question first. How have the past, you know, six months been, I can't even believe it's September already. We're recording this September, what, third already, second, we're already a couple days into this damn month. Uh, what have the yeah. last couple months months like been for you, not just kind of with everything going on with your job, which we'll kind of touch on in just a second, but also living personally in one of the biggest hotspots in the U.S. for everything in Los Angeles?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So back in, just to backtrack a little bit, back in November, I actually took on a full-time role um, in addition to doing my freelance work on the side um, with a SaaS startup. Um, and so I'm also head of photography for this company in which we offer uh, photo shoots to our restaurant clients. It's a SaaS startup that's centered around um, restaurant software. Um, So we are offering photo shoots to our clients. So I've gotten really kind of to be on the the front lines of all of this and seeing how it's really affected a lot of our clients on that aspect, um, which has been huge um, and seeing this really huge pivot to um, online ordering and just, Seeing how much uh, photography was needed for that as well just so they could promote and showcase all their dishes and in order to sell more of them um, through their online ordering anyway um but yeah I'm seeing definitely a big impact um, on my freelance work as well um that definitely did slow down quite a bit um in those first couple of months in particular um of the pandemic and then again what. Everyone needed to go to online ordering and needed photos. We saw this huge uptick and, and there's definitely um, been more photo shoots happening. Um, I would say quite a bit more within this last month, um, seeing a lot, lot more increase there.
0: I think a lot of people kind of take the photography aspect of what a restaurant can do for granted. Um, You can very much tell when it's, you know, a host or hostess kind of with the Instagram versus an actual series and catalog of professionally taken photos that a restaurant is able to put up. Um, I know that one of the ones that you worked with forever and obviously kind of like you mentioned back in the day, Broadway Days, Broadway by Amar Santana down in Laguna Beach. And then obviously he's got vodka and now the hall global eatery they were always known for not just doing beautiful things in person but having beautiful photography digitally as well how hard is it with having to turn around all these photos for all these kind of new clients so quickly like what's that been like for you especially when you talk about having to do on-premise shoots and for a lot of these places it's very hard to even open that premise outside of just kitchen and basic operations
1: yeah it has definitely been tricky um as far as those of the work that uh, went into Broadway. Um, I, I do have to say that working at Broadway really taught me just the value of um, plating and food presentation um, and that sort of attention to detail, which really sort of segued into my, my love of food photography. Um, so I do give them quite a bit of credit for that. sure Michael would be happy to hear that, but um, Anna Mar, Oh, and the men. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, it has definitely been tricky um, trying to um, get these photo shoots to happen. Um, we're definitely seeing a lot of, of uh, restaurant owners and management um, not necessarily being able to, to dedicate the time and the funds to preparing the food for the photo shoot, which is a cost in and of itself. Um, and then having the staff there to prepare it, um, and then on top of the photo shoot costs, um, so it has been, it has been difficult, but, but we are seeing that the clients that do come through, um, and want to book photo shoots, um, they are, they are really valuing the photography in the way that they should. Um, and it's kind of. You you can obviously tell during a pandemic when, like I said, it's it's difficult to get these photo shoots to even happen. Um, The fact that they are really gunning to, to make the photo shoot happen just because to show how much they value the photography and how much it's needed.
0: I'm glad to hear that they're putting a lot of value in it because I'm a big proponent of properly paying artists and creators for their work, whatever it may be, but especially in the role of something like photography, I would almost kind of take the assumption that pre-pandemic, it was something that a lot of restaurants may have taken for granted. Um, It can cost a lot of money to get proper photography done. Depending on the photographer, it can definitely cost you more. But I think there's such a value to it, and especially with someone who has an eye like yours. um, That value cannot be understated. So was it surprising to see a lot of those restaurants kind of immediately start scrambling just for that photography in a time where they're already strapped a little bit cash wise?
1: Um, yeah, it was, and I mean, first of all, thank you for for your kind words. But um, yeah, it was it was pretty interesting to to just see see it all happening. Um, and I, I think maybe it's just become almost a new norm now that um, to be shooting on location and having to wear a mask and having to practice social distancing and. All of that, but um, but it's definitely it's they're definitely pulling through, um, and I'm happy that they're valuing the photography as well because I do think that it was uh, taken for granted prior to the pandemic, and um, now it's really been shine shine a light on um, just how important it is, and having that sort of visual presence not only on your website and and through other sorts of platforms, but social media as well. And just really getting the word out that you're there and, and, uh, you're offering these, these menu items and, and all that. So very important.
0: Beggars definitely can't be choosers when it comes to a global pandemic, but that aside, is there any one particular side of shooting a restaurant that you prefer, or at least have like a more personal kind of love for than other aspects, whether it's the space or food or cocktails or any aspect like that?
1: Yeah, so I, I think that this is kind of harking back to my bartending days, but I love shooting the action of making cocktails and bartenders in action. Um, that's a really fun, fun opportunity for me. And and to be honest with you, I don't come across it too often. And I've shot for um, now over 100 restaurants in Southern California. And I have to say, I could probably count on two hands how many times I've shot like bartenders in action um, in particular. But yeah, that's definitely um, one aspect of, of hospitality photography that I, I really enjoy.
0: With everybody being locked home, one of the overriding conversations that I was having early on with people like Michael Rooney, who I had um, on in one of the earliest episodes about how, you know to use the word of 2020, restaurants and at the time bars were pivoting to do all this with the cocktails going mm-hmm. at home and things like that. There seemed to be this influx of people not just drinking the typical vodka soda, but they were supporting their restaurants by doing takeout cocktails When those ABC laws changed. And it seems like people are bartending at home a little bit more. There's been a couple, I guess you could call them content creators uh, for lack of a better term, but some very well-known kind of Instagram and social media people that make their bones kind of videoing people making cocktails, et cetera, things like that do you think Mm -hmm. that when this lifts and specifically with regards to bars and those kind of bar programs that you'll be shooting more cocktails due to the consumer interest?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that when this does lift and it's going to be a slow process, but um, we'll definitely see more of that engagement in the bar atmosphere and um, seeing people with more interest and going out to the bars to drink. So, they'll definitely be more, more actual cocktails made um, in a glass rather than um, it packaged to go and all of that, which to be honest with you, I've, I've had my, my chance to, sh- to shoot those too. Um, I've had several of my clients uh, send me home with, with their mm-hmm. um, to go cocktails to shoot in my own um, house, which has been really fun because get to drink them at the end. Um, But, uh, I think it's just, honestly, I just, I'm, I'm kind of in awe of, of my clients and just how they really have transformed their whole, uh, business model to do it. So I'm kind of just here for the ride, but yeah, I mean, I I am really looking forward to, to the bar atmosphere, sort of getting back to normal and, and seeing all those beautiful cocktail creations, um,
0: I know one of your clients that you do a lot with, um, at least with regards to kind of what I see with my feed and things like that, is based up in Anaheim, and that is Strongwater. um, Sister bar to the Blind Rabbit, which opened just before kind of the whole pandemic really got going um, and watching kind of how that team has pivoted and and handled stuff, um, specifically kind of getting their cocktails out of that space has really been fascinating to see just from the packaging standpoint, because the amount of love and effort that normally goes into making a drink for somebody like that, you can tell it's there, even if you're not able to actually sit down and enjoy it. As a photographer, when you're on site, you know, shooting things is a little bit different. Obviously you have more time, you don't have to socially distant, et cetera. What's it like shooting someone like Strongwater who before this all had such a beautiful eye and yet you're still able to make it as beautiful to the standard viewer as it is to see it in person? How hard of a process is that for you?
1: You know what? I have to say that working with Strongwater and Ying and Robert, the owners, um, Robert and both of them really, and Robert and I are kind of working hand in hand when we're photographing a lot of those photo shoots that they really just, they have such an eye themselves um, and such a vision for what they're looking for um, with their photos. And it's really such a collaboration and I I love working for them for that reason because um, they do just bring so much of their own ideas to the table. And I feel like what is the result of that is some of, um, some of the work that I'm just the most proud of um, in my own portfolio that obviously I love to showcase on, on Instagram. Um, But, but yeah, that, that sort of uh, that, transition and forgive me if I'm getting too far away from your original question. No, um, no,
0: you're good. Rambling is encouraged. <laughs>
1: um, but, uh, yeah, so I guess maybe if you want to reiterate your original question, I, I think I've, I've rambled on a little too far <laughs> on the tangent here. I'm sorry, Crawford.
0: No, you're good. It's, this is what the point of the show is. Um, what are, are there any <laughs> glaring difficulties or differences between shooting something now, as it relates to cocktails, when they're already kind of prepackaged, et cetera, versus when you're shooting them before,
1: yeah, it is definitely more challenging um shooting them in a package, and if to go package um, versus um, in this beautiful glassware and curated garnishes and and all of that. Um, so I, I do prefer to shoot it in its intended state. <laughs> um rather than to go but it, it's been fun it's a good challenge um and especially shooting at home too that's a new challenge for me I did just move um to a new place that has really great lighting so um it's been fun to find all the new spots here to, to shoot all that all that I need to from home um yeah I I, I would say all together I, I am looking forward to shooting it in its intended state in a glass Uh, in the bar. (laughs)
0: Um, It's been a little while, obviously, since the last time that I saw you in a restaurant working when you were on the other side of the bar, uh, bartending at Broadway. For anybody that knows me, obviously, I'm right near there. It's one of my favorite places, one of my favorite bar programs on the West Coast. I love the whole team down there. I've featured a couple of them on the podcast, Um, if nothing else, out of just sheer convenience. And most of them, I can call friends. So it was beneficial to get guests on early on when starting a podcast to know a couple of people, which was nice. Mm-hmm. What kind of advantage, aside from just as such a visual eye? Because I think anybody who owns a Mar, and especially Rooney when it comes to the cocktails, knows how aesthetically pleasing every aspect of those restaurants are curated to be. But were there any other type of skills that you picked up there that maybe you didn't realize at first that kind of played into what you're able to do as a photographer? Yes,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, kind of going back to what I said a few minutes ago that attention to detail um, was really my biggest takeaway from working at Broadway. Um, and just the amount of time and love and blood, sweat, and tears that they put into everything that they do, um, that was just such a transformative time for me, um, especially making that decision to just go into photography and um, really dive into that head headfirst. Um, it, it happened while I was bartending bartending at Broadway. Um, yes yeah, so I would say that that's, that's my biggest takeaway is just overall the attention to detail and knowing that, um, things need to be executed with intention and to just not be frivolous about things and to really think it all through.
0: I mean, it goes without saying that this is a historically difficult time for anybody in the hospitality industry That being said, you know, it was already a difficult job for a lot of people before this. Um, Looking back now, are you grateful that you were able to kind of get out when you did, you know, arguably kind of on a high note as I think anything before a pandemic would be? Or are there aspects of it that you still miss?
1: Yeah. um, Well, I I am happy that I I did uh, get out of the restaurant industry uh, when I did. Um, I think it was really important for me to pursue what I needed to artistically. Um, and then, I mean, looking back on it now, definitely especially right now, because I'm, I'm doing a lot of my work from home and I'm in my office by myself. And I, I, loved the ability to socialize while I work. Um, and that's obviously what working in a restaurant, being a server, being a bartender, manager, whatever position you are, um, gives you um and that's something that i think why you see quite a bit of of people that do work in restaurants they're they've worked in restaurants for years um and granted maybe they'll complain and and they won't like their job at times but i I really think that anybody that has worked in a restaurant for for 10 15 20 years um what really keeps them there is that ability to connect with people um, and to be social and to be moving around. And um, it is a really rewarding environment when um, things are going well. So
0: for better or yeah. for worse, everybody is pretty much not in the professional sense, but in the quick access and ability sense, a photographer these days with the technology that's built into pretty much every phone I mean, that's half the reason that I got into eventually kind of what I'm doing now is just by starting a social media page dedicated to cocktails and food with my phone. With everybody Mm -hmm. kind of seemingly having that now, what would be some crash course tips that you would give people about (laughs) how to take better photos? Because God knows that that's a question that I've gotten and I am nowhere near as talented as anyone else that I know around me. But from a professional standpoint, because again, the fact that you're on the show aside and the fact that I would consider you a friend aside, I've always been a fan of what you do. And I think you have one of the best eyes in the area for sure, especially as it relates to the cocktail one. Um, but I'm biased, but what would be some tips (laughs) that you would lend to people trying to maybe help out their local restaurants and, and get some images on social media?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you hear it time and time again, but lighting is really key. Um, especially when you just have your phone, you don't have any other sort of external lighting or, um, lighting mod- modifiers or things like that so just finding the right natural lighting uh is is best so what that would be is if you're say, shooting food and beverage you're at a you're at a restaurant you're wanting to take a photo of your food um, getting as close to a window as possible staying out of a uh, harsh direct sunlight would be best um so what that means is a little bit more of like a shaded diffused light um, is is good. Um, so that would probably be my, my biggest uh, recommendation to anybody wanting to be a, a phone photographer.
0: Is <laughs> just to fix the lighting and make sure that that's kind of where you're focusing.
1: Yeah. And then as, as soon as you really get that down, everything else just comes really easy. So if you're wanting to like use props or get different angles or things like that, uh, you kind of play around with those and find what, what works best for you, what you like.
0: You've obviously only been able to kind of do, well, I mean, it actually sounds like you've been fairly busy, uh, more so than I thought with the new venture that you discussed earlier. But even still, no doubt in a shutdown, there has been some downtime as somebody who I can only assume has a creative brain as a photographer wanting to stay busy and wanting to shoot things, et cetera. How have you stayed busy when you haven't been able to actually be working and, and kind of shooting your intended targets? photography yeah
1: ministry. so i've actually sort of done a pivot using that 2020 word myself um, in my free time and um i am really wanting to i wanted to learn more about product photography um especially now that i've moved i have this space i'm able to do it at home um so while it's still considered work i have I've picked up several uh product photography jobs and i'm doing that at home so that's that's kind of something that i've been um really doing in my free time outside of my my nine to five um (laughs) so so that's been fun and and a good again a a good challenge for me keeps my brain working and um, trying something new and all that
0: when you say product photography are you talking like kind of pre-packaged goods things like that
1: Yes. yeah so um, using different colored seamless papers, different types of lighting, um, and, and yeah, just kind of if you were to go on to uh, a website, let's say, um, for instance, I'm shooting for a coffee company right now, um, and I'm shooting their coffee bags. Um, they want it all white background. They want it all gray. We're working with some other props as well. So just exploring what to be done with that
0: has being able to shoot kind of that consumer package goods side of things helped you with shooting with restaurants where things are prepackaged and things like that, kind of like what we talked about earlier with strong water.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So again, going back to that sort of attention to detail and, and knowing that um, something like a product, a package, um, whatever you're shooting, um, it was designed and it, there was an intended look for it. So how do I portray that in its, in it's product shot to the best of my ability. Um, that's really been the goal with that. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to uh, shoot for some very artistic and creative people like Ying and Robert um, at Strongwater. They have they have such an amazing taste and I love all their packaging. And I love how it's designed. Um, same with the coffee, coffee company I'm shooting for as well. They have really um, awesome artwork on all of their coffee bags. And so it's fun to make sure that that all gets depicted the way that it should be.
0: That's great that you've been able to stay so busy during this. I think one of the initial fears for a lot of people when restaurants went kind of had to shut down and, you know, for better, for worse, kind of go away is all those different aspects of the industry that were going to get hurt, whether it was kind of the, you know, producers and suppliers, winemakers, you know, even down to the people who were making kind of the cutlery. So to hear that from a photography aspect, people still need that content created for them and are able to stay busy. That's great. Let's say that the pandemic ends tomorrow. Does your work immediately triple quadruple or is there kind of a bit of a drop off where people get to catch their breath and and kind of unpivot and recenter themselves?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that I'd like to think that it there would just be a, a huge increase of uh, of jobs out there um, and workflow coming in um but I, I do kind of think that a lot of a lot of the people that we're out there that we're looking for photography um they have either still gone through with their photography needs um so for instance like brides and grooms needing um to reschedule their weddings because of the pandemic um some of them have uh been uh still been able to schedule their weddings um, on a smaller scale and still went through with everything while others are postponing to 2021 and things like that. So I think it all just sort of shook out and everybody kind of figured out what they needed. Um, So maybe there won't be this huge um, increase of uh, photography needs, but I'd like to think that there would be.
0: Photography for you and not just speaking as far as kind of food and beverages concerned was a family trait. Am I right? It was your mother who got you into it. Can you backstory a little bit about that on how she kind of influenced you and started to kind of give you the creative eye for it?
1: Yes. Um, so my mother had been a photographer since she was 17 years old. Um, and then she had been a a professional photographer, um, since the time, I believe she was around 25 and she started, um, shooting professionally. So by the time I was 13, um, that was when I got, uh, handed one of her cameras and it was one of her film cameras and I'm forgetting the model it was. I want to say it was a Canon AE one, but I don't think that it was, but anyway and she took me out to the park and she gave me a little photography lesson um and then we got that film developed and we went back through and looked at all the images and she sort of picked out some good ones that I took and gave me feedback and critique and that just sort of like that was that was my entrance right there um and then from there I had assisted her on, on weddings that she was shooting and she'd always want us to come along, me and my sisters to help her. Uh, my other sisters just didn't, uh, quite gravitate towards photography like I did. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that my, my love of photography definitely started when I was 13. And then, um, there's a little bit of a lull through my high school years. Um, I never actually even took a photography class in high school. Um and wow. then just picked up the camera again when I was in I want to say in my early 20s 2021 um and I I bought myself a a Canon 7D and I took it um to work with me and took some some shots of cocktails and that's how it all sort of started for me
0: Is your mom still working in photography or has she retired?
1: Uh she is still working, yeah. She shoots mainly weddings. Um which uh, she has expressed to me that she's she's kind of done shooting weddings, uh, but we'll see. We'll see.
0: Is that because she she's done? Or because me now, so. <laughs> I was going to say, does she want to be done workwise, or is it because there are no weddings?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, a little bit of both. I think definitely the the first one there. She's she's kind of done. She's ready to retire.
0: <laughs> well, I hope she does, and I hope she enjoys it. Um, I'm sure this is not the way she wanted to go out, but congratulations on a good career for her. Um, I've been fortunate enough through the pandemic to meet a couple of other photographers, people that work. Um, They do shoot some other restaurants and things like that. But just kind of watching the world the past six months as a whole, it's been, at least in my lifetime, I don't remember another time where images have been so powerful with everything going on from, you know, protests to political campaigns to things like that. It seems that everywhere you look, you're looking at the world through another photographer's eyes. As a photographer yourself, what's it been like to kind of look around at the world and just see the influx of images from all different aspects and all the different, you know, celebrations, conflicts, tragedies, things like that? Because unless I'm and again, this could just be my opinion, but I just think 2020 is one of the most powerful image filled years I can remember, at least in my lifetime.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, I think that as a way to sort of uh protect my creative energy. Let's say I, I try to not dive into too much social media and really sort of scrolling through my phone. Um, and that's not to say that I don't ever, <laughs> um, but I just find that it, it helps me creatively to, to not compare myself so much, uh, as far as my work to other photographers. I think any, anyone in a creative field naturally does that. Um, and I see so much beautiful work out there. You're absolutely right. Uh, there's so much uh, more photojournalism and, and and work like that that's really captivating me. Um, but yeah, I think as as far as the impact I think it's having, um, I, I don't know if it's a good thing or if it's a bad thing, uh, just to have so <laughs> much. So much imagery coming our way. Um, like you said, we're just inundated with it all, all the time. Yeah, uh, We're almost kind of makes it hard to decipher um, it can get, good yeah, It can bad, get a little but...
0: noisy, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Do you ever take images that were just like popular ones, you know, and again, I can't think of any off the top of my head now that I'm on this tangent, which is not a great sign for me, But just some like whenever there's one of those iconic images that come out, do you look at where the rest of you know non photographers look, and we're like, man, that's really pretty. Do you look at it and you go, that's a shitty angle. Like, do you you ever find yourself just overly critiquing things?
1: Um, I I do that with my own work, definitely. Um, I've noticed that some some images, some images just really skyrocket and get so many likes and all of that on, on Instagram and whatever. And, and sometimes I'm just really baffled as to how that happens. You know, it's like, what is it about <laughs> this image that really was at the time of day it was posted? Like what, what's happening? Is it the algorithm? Um, but yeah, I definitely, um, over critique my own work. Um, and that's, that's something that, um, fuels me while at the same time can be a little stifling. Um, but as far as other photographers work, I I really don't uh, critique other photographers work too much. Um, I definitely have uh, my sort of uh, go to other photographers in in this area in Southern California, especially in the food and in beverage uh, photography field that I really feel inspired by and and um, and look up to um, and um and yeah i kind of when i see their work pop up i'm like oh yeah that's that person or that person and all
0: that so well obviously when when we uh, kind of round out the show we're going to give you the chance to kind of plug your social media and website and things like that and obviously for everybody listening uh, the clickable links will as always be down in the show notes so wherever you're listening You can click through and it'll immediately take you to sarah's page or her website once we're all done with that but who are some of the other photographers because i think i think it's important not just to follow the restaurants and support them but support the people supporting these restaurants and kind of giving them an image and giving them you know as much kind of exposure as they can do so i think it's important to support not just the industry itself but everybody who's kind of industry adjacent as well so who are some of those photographers that you really enjoy
1: yeah, so I think, um, definitely, and sh- her name always popped up, um, especially when I, when I was starting, um, as the go-to food and beverage photographer, um, in the Southern California area. And her name's Ann Watson, um, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you're familiar with her. Um, she's always done really beautiful, beautiful work, um, and, um, I've, I've often heard, um, "Oh, that's an Ann Watson photo," or um, and and drawn comparisons to to her work as well. So, I I definitely look up to her, um, and I know she's very well established and and obviously delivers consistently beautiful work. So that's always something that I think, as a photographer, you're you're always wanting to strive for that consistency and to. Um, always be making your, your clients happy and, and also being satisfied with your own work, too. So um, definitely something that I see in her work. Um, and then another photographer, Max Miller. Um, he is somebody that I was actually just in contact with a couple weeks ago. Um, he's another photographer, and I believe he's based in, in Orange County, but I could be wrong. Um, does amazing know. work as well. Yeah, I don't so. remember
0: where Max is, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Anne obviously does immaculate work, but yeah, Max has a, a fantastic eye also. I don't remember where he's based. He might be Los Angeles. I can't remember.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, they're both Seems fantastic. like a nice guy too. Yeah, extremely, <laughs> extremely nice people. And, yeah. and you're right, kind of Anne Watson kind of set the gold standard for Orange County photography, but I would say yourself and Max are probably the immediate two other names that come to mind. Um, one thing I'd want to ask you about, one of your clients that you've worked with is a spirits brand. You've worked with, I want to say a couple of them, but I know Zikaru Mascal is the one that I know your work best from. Um, spirits brands, as somebody who spent time behind the bar, what do you think, how do you see kind of the spirits industry right now as they've kind of been hit? I've talked to a couple of distillers and beverage directors and things like that, but I'm curious to get someone who has intimate knowledge of the industry but is no longer on the other side of the bar. And I just kind of want to pick your brain and see as somebody who really not fell into it because your talent is kind of what got you to this point. But as someone who where cocktails were really kind of the key for a lot of your photography early on and things like that. And where I really love kind of the beauty of your eyes as a photographer, what are your kind of takes on where the industry is at for cocktails and kind of craft spirits, et cetera?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest with you, it's a little, I feel a little um, uncomfortable answering just because it's been so long since I was bartending um, and really involved and and more educated on what was currently happening within the spirits industry. Uh, but I can only imagine that, um, especially with the pandemic hitting, obviously a, a huge hit to to um, spirits being sold um, through a bar. So, and that's that's really where so much of these spirit companies are, are making a lot of their money is through their sales uh, to bars um, because obviously bars are, are buying in bulk versus um, a, a retail spot that maybe somebody's coming in and buying a bottle here and there. Um, so I, I can really just only imagine what the, what that hit is looking like for them. Um, there was a period of time actually um, that I was, uh, working in liquor sales, um, so I do feel like I I, I had some knowledge of it. Um, I probably need a more of a refresher now, just because <laughs> it's been so long. Um, but yeah, that's that's probably uh, what, what I would have to say about that. But
0: again, um, there there are no wrong answers. This is very much <laughs> <laughs> there, there are no wrong answers. Any insight, I think, is good insight whether people are industry veterans or casual listeners and diners. So I think any information is good information. I have a completely yeah. unrelated question as a okay. photographer living in Los Angeles. There's no doubt that you were spending a bunch of time probably on the road. Has the pandemic yeah. been better for you traffic wise? Um,
1: yeah, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> especially in the beginning. Oh my gosh. I, I made a joke to my boyfriend, um, when it all hit, I'm like, I just want to like drive around LAX right now and just like experience what that's like without any cars <laughs> around. Um, just to say I did it. Um, but like, yeah, I would say, especially in the, in the beginning, seeing how fast it was for us to get down to Orange County except where all of our family is, um, when we would seldomly visit them, um, mm-hmm. Probably shouldn't say
0: that out loud. Um, no, I, I, but... I visited family too. You're okay. It's just, you were safe and you were responsible about it, and that's perfectly yes, fine. Exactly.
1: Exactly. We trust you. Yeah. It was. It was so nice just to fly down to Orange County and and not be sitting in traffic. But unfortunately, the traffic is back, and uh, maybe not as bad as normal, but
0: definitely back a little bit on the road. I know. I, <laughs> yeah. I did. I spent one day in Los Angeles, and I was driving around, and I'm like, oh. This is what the city was intended to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, everybody comes right. back out, and you're like, oh, never mind. It's back. Yep,
1: It's back. Um, it's back with the vengeance.
0: Sarah, I do want to ask you one question. I know it's been a while since you were in the hospitality industry, but there's no way with... Now, I don't think this is going to relate to Broadway based on everything I know about that restaurant in Amar, but I do want to ask... As a woman who worked in the hospitality industry, there were so many aspects of not where you were at, because again, a a restaurant like a Mars wouldn't have had that. And I just know that for, you know, what it is. But are there any aspects of the hospitality industry, speaking as a woman who worked in it, that you hope don't come back? There's been a lot of conversations about mental health, uh, whether they're kind of sexual harassment allegations, different things like that. And not at any specific restaurants, just there were conversations being kind of had industry wide. You know, work-life balance, things like that. Speaking from your time and your experience, and all the years you spent in hospitality, are there any things that should not return from COVID nineteen?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that what I saw working, especially as a bartender, um, the the work is tiring. Um, you're it's it's not a job that you work nine to five, Monday through Friday. Um, and I think that that's probably one aspect that I would love for restaurant owners, um, that maybe are scheduling their employees to work long hours to reconsider, um, just for the benefit of their employees specifically, but, um, also for their guest experience too, that, um, to, to treat and to, to listen to their employees when they're, when they're tired or, uh, maybe they need some time off. Um And just be more diligent about giving their employees that time. Um I think that that's that's really important. Um, kind of going back to what you' were saying about um, mental health and just keeping more of an eye on that and and really looking out for employees.
0: Could not agree more. Well Sarah, <laughs> I don't want to keep you too too much longer because I know that you probably have photos to edit and dishes to make look beautiful. Oh, yeah. Any other final so many f-
1: photos to edit. <laughs> <laughs> any other
0: final <laughs> photography tips for any of the amateur enthusiasts out there?
1: Huh. I think just keep on going. Even when you feel like your photos don't look great, you'd be surprised at how many people think that they do. Um and to just as cheesy as it sounds, don't give up.
0: Just keep grinding. I love it. Well, I'm ecstatic yeah. to hear that you're busy. I'm ecstatic to, well, how busy you are. Maybe you didn't want to be this busy. I know some of us got a COVID vacation. I'm, you might you might have wanted one, but <laughs> it's probably for the better that you're keeping busy. Uh, Sarah, if people want to find you, find your work, your portfolio, where can they do that?
1: Yes. So my website is www.skphoto.co. Um, my Instagram handle is skphoto.co. Um, and those are probably the the two best places to check out my work.
0: This is going to be the 29th episode of the podcast when it does premiere. And you're the first person to actually spell out the website. And I, and I really? Love it. Oh, yeah. First one. First one to actually the www. I'm just, that, that, that I'm because, a nerd like that. No, I think it's perfect. Because <laughs> what I'm realizing now is... Shit, I might have made a tactical error and it took me 29 episodes to realize it. (laughs) Because they've always been linked. But I know there's been a couple people who go, it's www.restaurant.com. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. Maybe spelling it out was better. Well, Sarah, it's it's so good to catch up with you. It's so good to hear your voice again. I'm glad to hear that you're doing well and that you are busy. And obviously, above all else, staying safe uh, with everything going on thank you so, so much for the time and all the information. And I know we kind of darted around a lot of different topics and, and a couple different subjects and things like that, but thank you for the time and kind of the candidness of all of it.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's great to hear your voice as well. And I appreciate you listening to me ramble, ramble on.
0: <laughs> Rambling episodes are the best episodes. You hear you hear things you never thought you would and they're always good. So,
1: Yep. There you go.
0: righty, Sarah, I will let you go. Best of luck editing all those photos. Stay well, and I will hopefully talk to you very soon.
1: Thank you. You too. All Bye. Right.
0: Take care. Bye. That was Sarah King, Sarah King Photography. Um, immensely, immensely talented. Please look up her work. As always, all the links for everybody on the show's uh, social pages and their work pages will be in the show description. So wherever you're listening to this click through, um, click on their stuff and find it, whether it's over on Patreon, um, you know, the thebestseats.com or wherever you're listening to it, iTunes, Spotify, etc. Click through, give her a follow, follow her on Instagram. She really does some stunning, stunning stuff. And if you're in the restaurant industry and you're looking for photography, please reach out and consider contacting her um, or any of the other pro- uh, photographers that she mentioned as well. They're all immensely talented and will really, really, really kind of showcase what your restaurant and your team there can do. Thank you to Sarah for the time. Um, I'm super grateful that she was able to peel away from editing photos for a little bit. Um, I'm sorry that she had to deal with LA traffic again to do it, but I'm super grateful to have her on the show. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you got something out of it. I hope that you're already looking at that Instagram camera and trying to load up and take some better photos and play around with the lighting, like she said. And I hope to see you on the next episode of the Best Seats Podcast. It should be a goodie, big episode 30. Can't believe we're already there. Thank you to Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed episode 29. And I'll see you soon. The Best Seats Podcast is an original production of The Best Seats. It is written, edited, produced, and owned by myself, Ralph McCarthy, founder and owner of The Best Seats. It is recorded in Liso Viejo, California. It is subsidized through generous donations through patreon.com/slash the best seats. The following are names that have subscribed at the highest tier, aka norm status, and thus allow me to produce the show each and every episode. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Here are the supporters. Alexander Cook, Katie Cassie, Eric Lutz, Serena Warino, Cheryl McCarthy. Thank you for your support.